This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. And coming to you live, or via tape, however you want to play it, via the comfy, comfy studios of Sorgatron Media here in lovely Beachview, PA, this is the Political Mayhem Show. My name is Old School Bert Legrand, and I am here with a longtime, dear, close personal friend of mine, the one, the only, the incomparable B.C. Steele. And uh, B.C., this is something we thought about for a while. This is the idea that professional wrestling and the world of politics are so very deeply intertwined. B.C., first off, how you doing, my friend? I am tremendous. I am seasonably warm, soon to be <laughs> freezing cold. The beautiful weather here in western Pennsylvania. I think last time you and I talked, or actually saw each other in person, I believe hip-hop karaoke was involved. Yes, you had the message. I had Rapper's Delight, and I think that after we were done singing, the divorce rate in the building went up by 25%. Women were leaving their husbands in, a, in, in droves. I believe that was the case. That was Arsenal Lanes, by the way, and that was a uh, quite a fun night. First, uh, first time I'd seen you in a while, and last time I'd seen you uh, for a while. So uh, enough reminiscing, talking about the subject at hand, politics and professional wrestling. BC, what do you think? About the, the marriage of the two, speaking of marriage, what do you think about the marriage of the two? How how do you see politics and professional wrestling being intertwined in our society? Well, society is often a mirror, uh, or excuse me, professional wrestling is often a mirror of what we see in society. We've seen it in history of wartime. We've seen it in history of pop culture. We've True. seen it in the characters that are played out. So there's often a mirror between society and professional wrestling and politics is included in that you can't go five feet or or go five minutes without hearing something political whether it be a social issue financial whatever the case may be so they're obviously intertwined with one another you and i have a passion for both so that yes. fits perfectly into here and as we both would agree if you have a base knowledge of professional wrestling, at least the psychology of it, the idea of it, then you can absolutely understand professional wrestling. We've seen uh, local, state, federal government uh, politicians come from the world of professional wrestling. Right. And, I mean, you watch one speech or one debate, guys are cutting promos or girls are cutting promos back and forth. So. There's a lot of topics and a lot of different avenues that we can go down when it comes to relating professional wrestling to politics. That's true, and and you're absolutely right. I mean, even locally, uh, you know, jumping Johnny DeFazio, the longtime studio wrestler, became a uh, uh, member of the Allegheny County Council. Of course, uh, statewide, Jesse Ventura, of course, the former announcer, wrestler turned announcer, uh, turned governor of Minnesota, and uh, many, many other ones as well. Of course. Uh, current WWE superstar Kane, uh, when he's not uh, main eventing the Royal Rumble or co-main eventing the Royal Rumble, is uh, running for mayor in uh, in Tennessee. So uh, a lot of different uh, instances of wrestling and politics taking over, sort of crossing over, really, not taking over, but crossing over. And uh, as, you, as you said, and I've said this before as well, to understand not just the wrestling you see on TV, but you know, maybe behind the scenes, as of course you and I are uh, involved locally in uh, in wrestling as well, uh, to understand what makes wrestling work is to understand what makes politics work, and to understand, especially in this current climate now more than ever. It's one thing to, you know, watch uh, Monday Night Raw and, and somehow try to equate that in the back of your mind to uh, you know, what's happening now, but to actually understand what makes an effective 
wrestling program operate? What makes an effective uh, babyface or, or good guy? What makes an effective heel or villain? And, and you see that a lot played out. And, and you know, I think for the spirit of this of this podcast and the spirit of what we're trying to do here, we're going to keep the actual politics out of it, our personal politics, whatever may, they may be, try to keep them out of the equation because this isn't really as much about that as it is about the how politics and wrestling intertwine. I think Sorga appreciates that we're doing that to uh, to keep it on the level here. But uh, in terms of the current climate, I would have to think you start from the top with our current president, given the fact that, he, yes, he does have WWE involvement between uh, promoting shows, uh, promoting the, some of the early WrestleManias at his uh, Trump Tower and uh, Trump Plaza in Atlantic City, and, uh, of course, his involvement in the uh, main event of uh, WrestleMania 23 in Detroit, uh, an event which I was uh, in attendance live uh, to his eventual uh, uh, inclusion into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame a few years back and uh, uh, even now quite literally uh, appointing the uh, CEO the chairman CEO of uh, WWE to his uh, to his board as uh, the small business administrator that being uh, uh, Linda McMahon the head of the small business administration how do you see before I exp- before I share my thoughts how do you see BC the um, the president as a reflection of what uh politics and wrestling how they intertwine well he's the to some granted whatever side you come from this he is the big heel yeah or to some he is the as as crazy as it sounds the stone cold steve austin take no prisoner outsider doesn't bend to anybody anti-hero uh, anti-hero rebel baby face sure now you would take that from two different angles to make a program work, you have to have your pro, and this is just storytelling in general. You have right. to have your protagonist, you have to have your antagonist, and they have to come together in some sort of, some sort of angle, if you will, or in a political spectrum, some sort of issue, and they have to have opposing sides. You normally don't want to like your heel, you right. shouldn't, right? And you want to have qualities in your baby face that are admirable that people fight for, et cetera, et cetera. So. It's really more professional wrestling than it has ever been, especially from the top down. And I'm not just talking about the tweeting or the things that are said, just the general attitude. Yes. You've, you've got less, let's come together and debate and discuss and have ideas. And it's suddenly become the good guys against the bad guys. And I think, as we move forward and midterm elections come up in later in 2018, we've got a unique scenario where we're going to have swerves and people are going to get pushed. Some people may get buried and some mm-hmm. people may just get fired altogether. And I think that it stands to reason that using the current climate, as we've said, I've talked to a lot of people about this and you see it a lot on social media, especially on the, on, on the left where, a lot of times, a lot of my friends on the left will uh, will, will say, "Oh, Trump is this," you know, filling the, the the bad word here, even a cuss word. Trump is Trump is such a you know, fill in the blank. I don't even want to go there in terms of language, but the worst things imaginable. And what I want to tell them so very badly, even though I won't under, I don't understand it. I know they don't understand it. Is that as far as I can see, and feel free to agree with me on this. Trump seems to be working heel. Whether or not you actually think he's a heel is immaterial. 
But as far as I can see, ju just on the tweets, how he carries himself, the speeches, the tone, I think he carries himself like a heel. I see, I see Donald Trump, and I see a lot of the classic heels, the 1980s Ric Flair type of heels, those kind of heels. And a lot of people like those heels. Well, there very much is. One of the classic things, basic level heel 101, is if something happens where you look bad, you either A, deny it, True. B, spin it, or what we're seeing now, what is known as whataboutism, is you bring up something else not completely related, but along the same lines. Exactly. And that's, that's what we see a lot of. Go on Facebook, and person A and person B could be talking about, we'll say, taxes. Sure. And somebody will turn it into, well, what about when Lincoln did this? And, and oh, right. Not right. really on topic. It, it, yes, it's political, but it's not on topic to the, the matter at hand. And then it goes into that weird, weird realm of of just deconstructed and things that are off your basic topic. So it, would you say that this is, I don't want to say what a time to be alive, but <laughs> being a fan of professional wrestling as we are and being in the business and coming into the business when we did and the pro wrestling business being different, yes. would you say that politics gives us more of what we like about professional wrestling than actual professional wrestling? I was just about to say that. I think it does. I, you know, like you said, we've, we've both been fans. I mean, I've been a fan for 30 years. You've been a fan for just as long. I can imagine and we've both been involved in wrestling for, you know, myself 16 years, yourself around that same time. We broke in around the same time. And I think given that perspective and given how wrestling has evolved in that time, how it's evolved over the decades, how we had, you know, the the cartoon, the rock and wrestling era of the 80s and how that sort of became uh, evolved in the Monday Night Wars, which sort of morphed into the Attitude Era, which sort of became more of the uh, uh, ruthless aggression and, and the reality area, sort of where we're at now. We've seen that ebb and flow through different kinds of, of times. And now, I'll say argumentatively, the wrestling we see right now, at least mainstream in terms of the stuff we see on Monday nights and Tuesday nights and other places on the mainstream level, not talking indies, not talking like Ring of Honor or New Japan, but what we see on the main level is in a bit of a lull right now. And just as that lull is happening, politically, as you surmise, politically, we're in about as hot a time as you can see, as I can recall us ever being in. It's it's the attitude era of politics. It and really I, is. I would not be shocked if one politician crotch chops the other. I mean, let's <laughs> let, with the way things go, we are right. really at that level. It's, and there, there's along those lines, there's another wrestling analogy that I want to make, sure. and I want to get your opinion on this because I said it somewhat jokingly when the election happened, yep. and it was it was kind of just in jest something I mentioned. And as time goes on and on, it, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Now, explain what it is. Okay. Uh, you'll hear wrestlers say that a booker or a company will use you up, and then when you're of no use, they set you aside and they spit you out. Yes. And and heels essentially can be used to get baby faces over mm -hmm. and to propel them to the new level. Am I crazy in saying that the top heel in the company slash country right now being uh, Donald Trump, do you think that he could be used to get underground baby faces, say in this scenario, the left over just by simply opposing him or even in his own party, the GOP, 
getting over and getting steam with the American people simply by opposing him to maybe make some headway. I mean, when you look at, at, at Doug Jones in Alabama, yes. Alabama hasn't been uh, anything close to liberal in 20, 30 years, I think, right. is the, the and, time frame. And even, and, that guy, of, and even that guy turned red. Exactly. And a lot of people look at it and go, well, why, why did that scenario happen? There's a number of factors we could talk to, but there was a major heel. And a lot of people stood up and said, this guy, and you can talk Roy Moore and uh, Donald Trump, and we could go Steve Bannon and down that rabbit hole. But there were these uh, antagonists, and here's a protagonist who, in some cases, while viable candidate, what have you, not really the point here, he's not that guy. Right. So we're going to vote for him. And Doug Jones went over in, I guess you could say, controversial or close fashion, but he did go over. And I think it helps. It helps the narrative that we're that you know that it helps what we're going for here. That the heel in this case, that, you know, the perceived heel in this case, immediately did heelish things on the back end. Oh, I never were. I thought he was going to lose anyway. I thought you know I never I, I never backed him. You know, and and, and you know, truth be told, he didn't back Roy Moore early on, but you know, eventually he threw a support behind Roy Moore because he had to in order to keep the try to keep the balance in the Senate. But, you know, now then all of a sudden he disavowed everything, just like a heel would, right? And yeah, whether or not he is, you know, whether or not you you know, whether or not you think that he is in fact as a badass person, and I don't. I don't think our president is as pure evil as everyone says. The fact is he is a heel because he's working he's working a heel gimmick. I, I definitely think he has no problem being the Vince McMahon circa 1998. Yes. Uh, yes. But I do think that as a whole, that can be damaging to those that may, uh, latch themselves or attach themselves to that heel, but he definitely is playing it up. And I, when he first ran, I said, this is, this is genius pro wrestling, self-promotion one Oh one. Yes. Not even talking about whether he would get the nomination, but just being out there is genius self-promotion, and that's – some people will knock professional wrestlers for doing it, but self-promotion is more important than anything else. It's the name of the game. It's how you have to get yourself you – know, it's what makes money. It's what makes money in the business. The more, the more someone self-promotes themselves and puts themselves on a higher pedestal and elevates themselves, the more fans want to see them. And the more fans want to see them, the more fans will do things to pay money to see them. And that's what that's what the wrestling business is all about. What do you need to do to make money? What makes green? You know, and I think that's what. Uh, and in that realm, I mean, Trump is not out to make money, and politicians are not to necessarily make money. As a result, of that they're out to you know climb that ladder of success in terms of the political realm. Uh, the money comes with it eventually, but they're out to you know gain all the power they can. So, what do they do to do to draw that kind of power? Now. I think as we've seen, and as you surmised earlier, the effective heel needs the effective babyface to counterpart. And I think right now, presuming, if you're working on the presumption that Trump is the heel, right, and whether or not you think he's the heel is, is you know, is your own predilection. But if, you th- if you're working on the assumption, the presumption that Trump is working heel, what needs to be done in terms of a babyface needs to elevate to counter that heel? Otherwise, you have, a, you have the heel running roughshod over territory. And in, historically speaking, in the realm of wrestling, that's rarely worked. 
Absolutely. Or you have what we had seen to some in 2016. I would admit I was one of the ones that said in 2016 it was it was a heel program. It was right. two heels that oh, right, uh, you'd right. have you would definitely have some people. OK, I feel strongly about this candidate. I feel strongly about that candidate. But I think for the most part, the right. candidates that that had that ability to. Uh, get over to the mainstream. Both sides of the aisle weren't in the running. You you had essentially, mm-hmm. if we're gonna, you know, take this to a wrestling vein, if you will, it's essentially taking Ric Flair in the '80s and the Russians, right? Uh, two right. heels, and and somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to quote unquote work babyface. So we're talking Starcade '85, Starcade '86. Actually, Nikita was a face by Starcade '86, Starcade '85. There you go. And when you and, and when you have two heels in wrestling work each other, as you said, somebody has to sort of adopt more of a babyface style, which could be awkward. Now, if you if if you have that into the election, you know, think about think about a wrestling match. How many wrestling matches have we seen? How many thousands of matches have we seen? Um, of those, think of how many times you've had two heels, and how odd that is. Exactly. It, how just how just it's off-putting. You know, it's just it's it's against the norm of what you expect in wrestling. You expect good guy, bad guy, and shades of gray have have come into the picture over the past 15, 20 years. But you expect a good guy and a bad guy, and think of what happens when it's two guys. Two heels, especially two good, two baby faces. Yes, they've they've worked before, and it can be quite inter- interesting, an interesting dynamic. But two heels, the fans don't know how to react. And I think in 2016, the voters didn't necessarily know how to react. The energy wasn't as much there. And I think you can make the argument that that's why a lot of straw polls were off. That's why a lot of uh, political discourse that took place was different than yes. it had ever been because. It's the somebody put on Twitter before. It's the the epitome of would you rather have cancer or would you rather have the Ebola virus? And I mean that, yeah. that's that's an extreme right. circumstance. But to some, to people that you know study these issues and take them seriously, that's what you were down to. Right. Absolutely. And it's I'm damned if I do either one. But am I gonna? Would I rather? I'm very metaphorical. I I watched a lot of Arn Anderson promos as a kid, apparently, but uh, you're drowning in quicksand. Would you rather do nothing and drown or would you rather, you know, get pulled out and okay, well, we're going to shoot you if we pull you out or this other guy goes, okay, well, I'm going to pull you out, but I'm going to stab you. So you're, you're kind of screwed no matter what you do. And I think that's a good way to maybe not a good way, but one way to describe voters the majority of voters going into the 2016 elections i don't think it'll be like that in 2018 i think you will have kind of that right when you start to see things get hot where it might not show in the numbers but you can feel that groundswell the wwe has described it as late 96 where they might not have been winning the ratings war but you could see with house shows and merchandise that they were starting to close the gap and the ratings were soon to follow yes now i'm gonna gonna pick up on your arn anderson reference there for a little bit and especially with the rick flair analogy in terms of we've used a couple times now to relate to donald trump and this is this is a key difference in my opinion the one thing 
watching wrestling as I have, especially in those in those eighties, the Crockett stuff with Flair and Arne Anderson, the Horseman. The one thing they did, which I always loved, I didn't appreciate at the time, but as decades go on, I really come to appreciate it now. When you watch any promo, which you could do on the network now, of any of those shows that the, the Horseman cut, the heel promos, the one thing they always did, be it Flair, be it Arn, be it Tully, was they always managed to elevate the baby faces in the attempt to put them over. They would say, you know, Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, whoever, you're good, but here's why I'm better. And what that did was make you want to see the match. Our current president does not do that. He does not made an attempt to elevate the anybody in his path. What he's done, you know, with the nicknames to belittle his competition, you know, the nicknames to belittle, you know, Crooked Hillary, Little Marco, uh, Lion Ted, Crazy Bernie, all the nicknames he's given to people, Pocahontas, all the nicknames he's given to people has belittled them, and and he has not. You know, elevated the competition in that regard, and that's di- that's a different tactics he's done. And you know, I don't necessarily want to pay to see Little Marco against you know the president. I don't want to pay to see Lion Ted against the president because not enough has been done to elevate them to put them on the president's level. Which, in terms of, it's bad business for wrestling, but as a master show for a guy who wants to stay over. Because, of course, politics in that regard is not wrestling. In terms of wanting to stay over, he's done a masterful job with that. Absolutely. Even if it's he bad is, business. He, he is definitely over. He is the most over Heel. person in the territory. Yes. I yes, mean, he by is. far. He and, is. And if we're going to talk booking to, to relate to politics, and you want to talk bad booking decisions, not the WCW invasion, worse than that, right. worse than uh brawl for all and and the austin heel turn worse than all that you have two viable baby faces it's weird using wrestling terms and i'm sure some just to throw this out there i'm sure some wrestling people are going to go oh well they're using insider terms the whole podcast rah, rah, rah. that's how you correlate wrestling to politics just that, throwing that out there for it, anybody that wants to whine right, about we, that we, but, we said that earlier that's that's the that's the extension i mean we you and i are insiders in the business and that and knowing how that works, how that side of the business works has given each of us, you and I, a better understanding of politics. Absolutely. And to be able to translate that and parlay that into layman's terms is difficult. I, and, and as I said to start the show, a lot of my friends who are on the left and who are on the, uh, you know, or on the right, for that matter, who don't, who see the president on TV and, and read the tweets and all that, they, they see him in a way that you and I don't. Because I think you and I may seem to understand better what's going on in terms of the big picture. Absolutely, and, and that's not bra- that's not bragging on us, by the way. That's not bragging on you and I. You and I are nobody special. But I think, given given who we, given our background in terms of professional wrestling, which is the crux of what this whole podcast and our discussion is about, given that context, I think that's where we have a unique understanding. And maybe not better is not as much a word as unique. A unique understanding of what's happening in the White House. Yeah, it's it's definitely two unique areas to come from, right. uh, and especially when they melt together as as they do. But what I was saying from a bad booking standpoint, uh, if you want to talk about that, worse than the invasion, worse than all the stuff that I'd mentioned, is you had the left where they have two viable, fresh, 
not an age, but fresh candidates <laughs> oh, God. that that can get out there and get the young voters, which can be crucial, yes, and get certain pockets of voters, which are crucial to winning election, in Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, and you can go with the well, they were sabotaged. Biden didn't want to run, et cetera, et cetera. But you had two baby faces that can really jump the territory and and, and get some momentum, and they were kind of left back, uh, depending on who you believe it was. And far be it for me to argue this because I am a Roman Reigns fan, but it's almost right. like oh. Hillary was viewed as the Roman Reigns to right. some people. The, pe- the, the the one the office wants. Yeah, the hand-picked. Now, the one difference I will say, I think Roman kind of gets a bum deal on that, whereas yeah. Hillary, I mean, it was never... It, look when the debates happened. Mm-hmm. Look at, at how people went into it look at how people felt coming out of it nobody really felt strong not a lot of people saw the the democratic debates but there wasn't really a push for somebody that could have brought it home and i think that's ignorance on the left as well and that's ignorance in any election oh yeah in any type of avenue that's any sort of competition if you think it's already a done deal going in that's when you see political upsets so right when we're talking about uh, who's to blame? A controversial question. Who's to blame for the rise and fall of WCW? Who's to blame for this? If you want to talk who's to blame or quote unquote, who is the reason for the result of the 2016 election? I would say it's the losing party. So oh. in this, I can't, can't think of a way to correlate that to wrestling. Maybe have a no, better. Well, I mean, I think I, to further the, Hil- the Hillary Roman Reigns analogy, which is a great one. Hillary Clinton was one of the, is one of the biggest policy wonks in American politics. She was very, very, very smart and just and failed miserably in terms of being able to translate that into something that's remotely likable. Roman Reigns can work a big match. Fans didn't necessarily appreciate that because they were too busy booing him out of the building. So I think that I mean there's the, I think there's a correlation there in, in terms of in terms of that. So I think you're you're spot on with that. But I think one of the things that that we that the left is almost clamoring for is that super baby face with youth and energy. I mean, you mentioned Bernie, you mentioned Biden. They don't have youth on their side. You can't long term book with them, even as over as the with the fans as they are right now, in terms of the energy they brought in 2016. That's not necessarily viable in 2020. They need to build up somebody, and they need to build them up pretty quick. I think to make a counter, and I'm not sure how we can equate this too, but I think that may have come this past Sunday at the Golden Globes. That's very, very, very possible. I worry about having somebody from the same thing that people are complaining about, no political experience, no background, essentially saying uh, we're going to give Maria Menounos. That's the example I'll give. I was trying to – I knew I had a wrestling reference in there somewhere. (laughs) That works. People complained, well, she came in and she got a WrestleMania match, and there's all these people that have worked so hard, they've tried so hard. Why did she get it? Right. She's a celebrity. That's To me, it's the equivalent of we're going to complain about Maria Menounos, but we're going to say we want Stephen Emil in the main event of WrestleMania. It, it's kind of along those same lines. Agreed, agreed. That's where it. you have the exact same thing that you're complaining about, and you kind of go into that. But I, 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 I think she would get over <laughs> better yes. than uh, – than others that may be chosen for that role. I will say that. And, and I think in terms of 
that brought a, a, a unique spurt of energy. And of course, we live in the age of the 24-hour news cycle. And, uh, you know, we may be over that by now. But uh, I think that brought a very unique, a unique spate of energy in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of that, at least to provide a spark. And maybe it's not a viable spark, but provide a spark nonetheless. Absolutely. And, and not that I would encourage it because it's another uh, politician of, of the celebrity realm, but there is a celebrity who, funnily enough, does have wrestling and uh, celebrity to, to go with his name. He's made a few movies. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows who I mean. Uh, the Miz, of course. Yes. Uh, no. That's right. <laughs> that, that being The Rock. Uh, again, to me, though, that's the same thing as bringing somebody in that doesn't know the business and propelling them to the top just because. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's popularity. And, of course, you know, we mentioned Oprah earlier and, and, and The Rock. And the fact that we live in these times now, and how weird is it that we live in these times, that we're talking about Oprah and we're talking about The Rock as viable presidential candidates, but we have our current president to thank for that. And not only did he lower the bar for what qualifies, what what makes a uh, the qualifications for a uh, presidential candidate a successful presidential candidate, that he didn't lower the bar. He destroyed the bar. He eliminated the bar. There's no bar anymore for what makes a person qualified to win the presidency, uh, what makes a person qualified to be president, uh, thanks to our it's current president. Do you have the money or can you get the money? Because. Right. We all, and I'm not a parent, and I'm not knocking parents for this, so don't send me angry tweets. But you always, you should encourage your kids that they can do anything they want. Well, if yes. you encourage your child that all he has to do to be president is want to be president, you get a scenario where okay. somebody becomes president simply because they wanted to. I think right. you need to put a caveat not only for encouraging your children, but everywhere that if you want to be something and be good or great at it, you need to have the foundation. You need to have the background. And this is wrestling, politics. Sure, anything. Uh, life, it's now Life Lessons with B.C. Steele and Burt LeGrand. That's right. But we've, we've evolved. You know, this you need to. the Life Mayhem show. <laughs> the LMS. <laughs> <laughs> we're PMSing to, for a while. Now we're LMSing. That, we're, we might H-I-J-K, L-M-N-O-P, Q-R-S-W, all those other letters. I don't ruin the alphabet. We got all that. But, but yeah, you need to have that foundation. You need to do something. And to quote local independent wrestler Shirley Doe, advice he gave me a long time ago, read a book. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just, just when all else fails, read a book. You'll learn something. Yes. Being well-rounded in life, you know, as in wrestling, as in politics, gives you perspective, I think. And the other things you want to talk about, and this, this is a maiden voyage. I think you and I have had a lot of fun so far talking about this, and you and I could talk about this for a long time. But any any final thoughts for this initial edition of the uh, Political Mayhem Show as we uh, as we wrap things up here? No final thoughts other than you know people listening. Uh, feedback is key, yes. and uh, voices mean something, especially when it comes to podcasting. So if there's a topic, something you like, something you don't like. Uh, would you like to hear Burt Legrand and myself sing rap from the '80s in hip hop? We can do that. We can do that next uh, time. My voice isn't feeling it right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting. I'm fighting the, uh, the, uh, the, the very, very last effects of a cold. So by next time, I'm ready to out karaoke you, my friend. 
Well, that that then will be the uh, the KMS, the uh, right. Karaoke Mayhem show. That's right, you and I. Uh, for any 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 comments, is actually going to be released on the Sorgatron Media uh, uh, Master Feed. So please subscribe there, so you okay. uh, catch this as we're kind of developing it and everything yes. else going on. And uh, if you have any comments, hit up uh, Sorgatron Media on the Twitter. If you want, if you like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, if you like it, tell a friend. If you hate it, tell an enemy, as they say. But uh, any feedback is, is is good feedback, I think. So if you uh, if you like what BC and I are talking about, if you uh, want other people to talk about it, if you want us to talk about something else, uh, you know, we're here. But this is something that we think we thought of just pretty much. You know, at, at random, at, at a collective random, if there is such a thing, where uh, you know politics and wrestling so closely intertwined, especially now more than ever, and uh, to understand one is to understand the other even more so. But uh, that is going to do it for the maiden voyage of the uh, Political Mayhem Show, reporting live from the Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. I am Bert Legrand, and uh, of course, BC North Huntington, BC Steel, the one and only. We'll see you next time right here on the Political Mayhem Show, live from Sorgatron Media. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.